Good morning, Zion Hill, and a special welcome to all of our visitors who are joining us today and who are visiting online. Thank you for tuning in and joining in with us to worship. We would like to acknowledge all those celebrating birthdays and anniversaries for this month. Happy anniversary and happy birthday to you all. If you are a guest today joining us for the first time, we are so glad that you've decided to worship with us. After service, please stop by our guest center where we'll have a special gift just for you. If you've been blessed by this ministry, partner with us in spreading the gospel all over the world. This is your opportunity to give unto the Lord and give to this ministry. You can do so by scanning our QR code on the screen or text to give by texting ZH family followed by the dollar sign to 73256. That's 73256 or you can go to our website at www.zionhill.com and click on the give tab or simply give through our new church app. That's right, Zion Hill has a new app. Visit us at Google Play or at the Apple App Store and search for Zion Hill Church Family to download. And if you're searching for a church home, we invite you to be a part of the Zion Hill family. Meet Pastor Dara and Lady Elizabeth at the altar after the benediction or go to the church website and complete the information on the eChurch tab. Please join Pastor Joshua Joy Dara every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. for our online Bible school called Grace for Today. Or our in-church Bible school. Also, feel free to join us for our Friday night prayer service every Friday night at 6 p.m. Thank you for tuning in and joining us today. Until next time, we'll see you at the top. Praise the Lord. We'll see you at the top. Uh, on this morning, we just want to thank you all for joining us on today. Uh, we welcome you. We welcome our family, our friends. We welcome the online viewers as well. We just want ask that you have your way. This is my father's house, and he told me to tell you that whatever you want, whatever you need, ask him, and you shall receive. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, we just thank you right now, Lord God, for all that you've done, all that you're doing, and all that you're going to do, Lord God. For you woke us up this morning. You started us on our way. You gave us our health and our strength, eyes to see, ears to hear, legs and arms, Father God, are moving and working, Lord God. Our families are fine. Father God, we say thank you. Where would we be without the Lord on our side? Father God, don't take your spirit away from us, for we need you every second, every minute, every hour of the day, Father God. And we just thank you, Lord God. We ask that you come into this place, Father God. Permeate this place, Father God. Fall fresh up in here, Father God. Fill us, Father God, to the top, Lord God, with your Holy Spirit, Lord God. Move, Father God. Have your way, Lord God. We pray, Father God, for the unction of the Holy Ghost, Father God, to be, Father God, be, 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 be uh, uh, manifested in our lives, Lord God. Even on today, as we praise you, Lord God, as we worship you, Lord God. Father God, we shall not, Lord God, let no rocks cry out for us, Father God, for we shall worship you and we shall praise you, Lord God. Father God, with all that we have, Father God, our worship belongs to you, Lord God. Our hallelujah belongs to you, Lord God. So we just thank you right now, Lord God. We have a heart of gratitude, Lord God, and we know, Father God, an attitude of gratitude, Father God, will take us a long way. So, Father God, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing in this place, Lord God. We just bless you, Lord God. We give you the 
glory, the honor, and the praise, Lord God, because you said if we put you first, that you will do exceedingly abundantly of all that we can ask or think for the God. Help us, Lord God. Help our, help our unbelief. Help us to put you first, Lord God. We just thank you right now, Lord God. We just give you the glory, the honor, and the praise for the God. Have your way. We welcome you into this place, Lord God. Come dwell with us, Lord God. Use us in a mighty way, Lord God. Bless us, Lord God, as we bless you, Lord God. I heard the songwriter say, Father God, as I bless you, Father God, bless this house, Lord God. Yeah. So we just bless you, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on and stand to your feet and just begin to give the Lord a hand clap of praise. If you know that he's able to do exceedingly and abundantly, as the sister said, far beyond what we can ask or think. Hallelujah.
It's stronger than mountains. It's deeper than any ocean. God wants you no more. I'm a living witness. He can change you around. I'm a living witness. Anybody ever been so down low? Have you ever been so down low? You didn't think God wanted you no more. Didn't think he wanted you no more. I was so depressed, y'all. I even thought about taking my own life. I was so depressed, y'all. Thought about taking my life. Everybody was around me, y'all, but I felt so alone. Have you ever felt isolated and alone? Ever felt alone? I was like the man in Psalms 18 and 16. I was like the psalmist in 18 and 16. Well, God had to get down and reach down in the deep water. He reached down in the deep water, y'all. Down in the deep water, reach down in the deep water. I was sinking deep in sin. I was far from the peaceful shore. Very deeply stained with me, sinking and rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despair, and from the waters lifted me. Talking about 
it flows to the
excuse me, let me post it. Excuse me, let me post it. Excuse me, let me excuse me, let me post it. Excuse me, let me post it. Excuse me, let me post it. Yes, it is suggested for formal attire, but again, 
I don't want anything to stop anyone from showing up to celebrate your pastor. So men, if it's a dark suit and ladies, if it's a tea length dress, whatever it is, you come looking your best to honor your pastor. There is no set color. There is no set length. Whatever it is, you want to come out and celebrate and honor your pastor on the June the 11th. We want to have a great time in the Lord honoring our own. Amen. Amen. And that is also for our e-church listeners. If you're listening and you want to be a part, don't forget to call the church office and RSVP because we want to plan to make sure everyone has a meal and just has a, have a really great time. You can see um, any of the ushers for the blue envelopes to give your spe special offering for Pastor Dara and Sister Elizabeth. And again, I hope to see you on June the 4th at 10 a.m. and on June the 11th at 6 p.m. and most definitely back here June the 12th as we have our worship services for the pastor's anniversary. Thank you and again I ask for your prayers that this event be what God has expected it to be for our pastor. Amen. Praise the Lord. We want everybody to show up to show honor and give uh, honor to our pastor. Uh, the Bible says that um, honor is due to Give honors. Help me out, preacher woman. What did it say? Oh, we got a bunch of preachers back here. Okay. God, God bless y'all. God bless y'all. God bless y'all. God bless y'all. I knew that. I just wanted to know if y'all knew it. <laughs> well, anyway, my name is Minister Darlisa Hall, and it's time to receive the tithes and the offering at this time. God loves a cheerful, cheerful, cheerful giver. God bless you. God bless you. Uh, look, in the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verses uh, 19 through 21, it says, Don't store up treasures for yourself here on earth where moths can eat it and rust can destroy it and the thieves can come in and break it. But store up, store up for yourself treasures in heaven where moths can't eat it, rust can't destroy, nor can thieves or robbers steal it. It says, um, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart really is. But what is the treasure he's talking about? He's not talking about he can't be talking about money because you can't take money to heaven. He says, store up treasure in heaven. So you can't take money to heaven. So he might not be talking about that in a sense. So what treasure is he talking about? What is the value to you as a born-again Christian? What should be a value to you is souls. That's what it should be. He said, build his kingdom with not with money, because that belongs to him anyway, but with souls. So that's where your treasure, that's what should be a value to you as a born-again Christian, a winning a soul. But how do you plan on winning these souls? How do you plan on winning a soul? Because I know when Cleco sent me a bill, I don't take him the New Testament and say, the Lord said... <laughs> The Lord said, all is well, and uh, I'll, I'll just give you this. And uh, No, they want money. So it's going to take some money to spread the good news of Jesus Christ, to win souls. That's why I'm going with this. 
So it's going to take some money. So with that being said, your treasure as a born-again Christian should be winning souls for Christ, and we need resources to do that. We need resources to do that. So that's where the tithes and offering come in at. So you do what God tells you to do, and God will do what he said he's going to do. He's going to pour you out a blessing out of a window that you won't even have room enough to receive. That's what the Bible says. And God is not a man that he should lie. God is going to fulfill every promise that he said he's going to do. In Jesus' name, let us go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. We have children, Lord God, that, Father God, need encouragement. We have children that need material things. We have children, we have people that need help, Lord God. And, Father God, you said that men will give unto your bosom. Men will do this because you bless us to bless others. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ and the Son of the living God, we pray, Father God, for obedient hearts, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that not only will we have obedient hearts, Father God, but we will have abundant obedient hearts, Lord God. So, Father God, you fix it, Lord God. You do what you need to do, Father God. Speak to every heart in here, Lord God, every online viewer, Lord God. By the way, there is a way that the online viewers can give, and that's through our website, ZionHillChurchFamily.com, or you can uh, go to uh, a text a message. Uh, where it's um, uh, you text to uh, 72356 uh, Zion Hill ZH I'm sorry dollar sign ZH Zion Hill dollar sign ZH family and then you enter your amount or you can scan the code uh, uh, the QR code that's on the screen as well so there's ways that the online viewers can give as well and by the way I, I just hear the hear spirit of the living God saying that there's somebody that's online looking right now that's going to sow an uncommon seed because you need an uncommon blessing you're going to sow an uncommon seed because you need an uncommon miracle. So, Father God, I pray, Father God, that that person is obedient, Father God, to the word of the Lord, Lord God. And we just thank you right now, Lord God, for all that you're going to do, all that you're doing, and all that you have done. And we will give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise, Lord God, because you are a God who owns everything. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all may come forward.
the Lord. Amen. Thank you, choir. We appreciate you. What a blessing. We want to spend some time to honor everyone that is graduating this year. It is always a joy to see so many of our children doing positive things. If you hear your name, will you please come forward? Alexia Alexander. Miss Jacinta Flanagan. Dema Haynes. I believe this is Mr. Alves. Will you please come forward? Dwayne Jones. Arthur Lavilis Jr. Mr. McCoy Jonathan. Chiffon Nash. Mr. Obi. Wow, praise the Lord. Mr. F uh, Miss Finnis, Bethany. Mr. Queenie. Madison Williams. Wow. Come on, we can do better than that. Let's celebrate all of them. What a blessing. Then we have Troy Hall. Jessica Rook. Kayana Williams. Christo Freeman. Jesse Dara. Jasmine Rogers. Come on, let's thank God for every one of them. What a blessing. Wow. You're looking good there. Amen. Amen. Come on, we can do much better than that. Much better. Somebody bring me some money. Amen. You may be seated. I want to congratulate all of these ones who have come. Amen. Oh, this Keithing Harrell. There's one more. Keithing Harrell. All right. Where did the mother is here? Uh, you didn't quite qualify, so just, <laughs> I'm just messing with them. 
Will you? This is amazing. Can you believe what God has done? And I'm just going to ask that if you all would just tell us, because some of them got graduated from high school, some of them graduated from college with undergraduate degrees, some of them have graduate degrees, some of them have doctorate degrees. We have two doctorate degrees. This, so Miss Freeman, that's my girl. Will you please tell your church yes. uh, what you major in, what you graduated in, and what's the next plan? Um, I just got my master's degree in cybersecurity management. <laughs> Thank you. And I'll be traveling um, overseas to play basketball. Oh. I just got my bachelor's art in psychology, and I'm planning to attend my master's in social work. I just graduated from Alexander Senior High, and I will be off to ULL in August. I just graduated from Peabody Magna High, and I'm going to the military. I just graduated from Pineville High School, and I'll be going to Dillard University of New Orleans to major in public policy and urban studies. I just graduated from Alexandria Senior High. I'm going to go to CLTCC to study uh, cloud computing. I'm standing in the gap for my grandson, Jonathan McCoy, and his desire is to play with the NBA. <laughs> and I, w I would like to thank everybody because he was trained here in this church, and thanks to you, Pastor and, and Mrs. Darrell, uh, ever since he was a, a young kid. Thank you so much. I graduated from Tioga High School and I'm going to UL, the business and management. I graduated from um, Peabody High and I'll be attending West Point this fall. I graduated from Palmville High School and I plan on attending Southeastern, studying sports journalism and playing football. Good morning. I'm standing the gap for Jacinta Flanagan. She graduated from Peabody and she'll be pursuing cosmetology school. Good morning. My name is Alexia. Um, I graduated from Private High and I'm going to Southern to major in kinesiology. You know, the amazing thing is to see so many of them in some career uh, choice that is very, very marketable. On behalf of your church, Zion Hill, oh, where's Miss Rena Hara? You might as well come speak for your son. I see somebody here. Amen. Praise the Lord. I know her son was in the same school I graduated from. 
over there in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Tell us about your son. <laughs> Good morning, family. Thank you all so much. My son, Keith, actually graduated from the University of Arkansas with his bachelor's degree in uh, agricultural business. Three years ago, he's working on getting ready to start his master's right now. And right now, he's currently working for a company. It's called The Rider. And what The Rider does, The Rider processes all the chicken for Popeyes, Wendy's, and he's on the McDonald's side. So, uh, and he loves what he's doing, but he plans to pursue his uh, master's degree in agriculture also. Congratulations. Well, while you're here, Read all these chicks. You remember me. We might as well use you while you're here. I love my pastor. I know I love him. Miss Alexia, come on down. Thank you, my love. Jacinta. Lamar. Zion. Zion? 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 We got some more horses up here, boy. Dwayne, Dwayne Jones, Arthur Lavalais. You're right here. Here we go. Jonathan. Sorry, you all forgot to tell you where Jonathan graduated from Bel Air in Houston, Texas. Siobhan. Bethany, Jaylon, Madison Williams, Troy Hall, Come on, we can do better than that. Let's celebrate all the blessings. Amen. In case you don't know, I happen to be an educator and I'm listening to their career choices. You have standing before you more than $5 million. That is incredible. So don't take this for granted. This is serious blessing from God. And we are grateful from one church 
I was talking to one local pastor, very big ministry in town, and they had 22 people graduating. And look at Archer. We are grateful, grateful to God for every one of you. And I wish you great success in life. Will you do me a favor? Will you stand and stretch your hands towards them? People are going to college. People are going for graduate work. People are going to West Point, the best military academy. People are going overseas to professional ball. I mean, all kinds of career represented here. Another one. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on down, son. Amen. Now, tell us briefly about you and Will you graduate on all those good stuff? My name is Sebastian Bolden. I graduated from Tiger High School, and I'm going to UL to become a lawyer. Amen. I have a check for you. I just don't know where it is. <laughs> Will you help me thank God for all of them? Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the precious name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we thank you for every one of our children. Thank you for their testimony. Thank you, O oh God, for their good example. Right here in Louisiana, our number one problem is illiteracy. But here we have young men and women who give themselves to hard work and their success story in this church, in this community, in this nation. Lord, we say thank you. Lord, we want to send them out in your name. Father, I pray that you will go with them. I pray that you will establish their going. You said in your word and we believe it, whatsoever we desire, when we pray, if we believe, we will receive them. Father, I just pray this morning that you will grant them the desires of their heart. Lord, I pray that you will provide provisions for every one of their vision. I thank you, O oh God, that you will establish their going. I thank you, O oh God, that you will protect them from harm and danger. And I pray, O oh God, that you will bless the work of their hand. They shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, bringing forth their fruit in their season. And whatsoever they do shall prosper. We decree it and we believe it. It is so. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give them a hand again as they go to their sitting area. Thank you so much for being here. We are so proud of you. You may be seated. Wow.
somebody's check is in my hand. Well, praise the Lord. We're going to find We are so proud. We have one medical doctor. Praise God. Uh, that's Miss Jasmine. And my daughter also, Jessie. And earn her doctorate Amen. and both of them they're somewhere their best of friends they are somewhere in Houston probably partying I don't know <laughs> but I mean you got to tell the truth and shame the devil uh, and both of them are already employed so we are proud of every one of them so I believe Jasmine is going to be practicing um, women medicine in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So I'm so proud of her. Uh, she's been a very, very good example. Uh, my daughter is employed with one of the largest uh, law firm uh, in Dallas, Texas. So, so we're happy for every one of them young man that is going to West Point, that is a serious accomplishment. Serious. Very, very serious. So we are grateful. I mean, and, and that young man, if you talk with him, very respectful, very cordial. Yes, uh, yes, ma'am. And very smart. It's very commendable what God is doing in this church. We thank God for it. I'm not going to take much of your time. Will you please stand with me very briefly? I want to encourage all these graduates. And while God is blessing them, God can bless you and me also. The book is the book of Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Thank you so much, choir, worship team. You are awesome. We are grateful, grateful. Joshua chapter 1, verse number 8. The Bible said, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. You need to observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make your way prosper, and thou shalt have good success. I'm going to be talking about the secret of success. All these precious people graduating, there's more to life than graduating from school. You need to know how to win. You need to know how to be successful. And this is not just for those who are graduating. Every one of us here, you need to know that. I've never met anybody that says, I want to be a failure. But thank God, God has provision for all of us on how to succeed. And you don't have to be young. You don't have to be old at any age. If you grab hold of 
God's principle, you can be successful. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your word. It is precious. Holy Spirit, help me to explain it for your glory. In Jesus' name. I look pretty. <laughs> no, that's, that's a joke. The secret of success. Please notice as we celebrate all of our graduates, we want to show them how to do well in life. The text I just read to your hearing, it talks about a book. And they call it the book of the law. That's your Bible. You're going to need it. I'm going to need it. Never, never let go of the book of the law. The Bible says you need to read it. You need to meditate upon it. You need to make sure it doesn't depart from your mouth. He said, also, you need to be careful to do what he says. He said, then you will prosper, and then you will succeed. It doesn't take much to succeed if you listen to God. There is a book called the book of the law. Don't let it depart from your mouth. Meditate upon it. How often? Day and night. Be careful to do what he says. He said, then, not before then, you will prosper and you have good success. So for a few minutes, I want to take you to that book of the law and walk you through what you need to do to succeed. My assignment is to show you how, and then we're out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, what does the book of the law say? First, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, that book of the law began to give you directives what you need to do to succeed. He said, God made you and me in the image of God. And then the next thing he did was to bless them. And then he said, have dominion. What do you need to have? Dominion. As far as God is concerned, when you have dominion, you're successful. That's how simple God thinks. If you're not dominating this planet Earth, you're not a success story. He even tells them, I'm glad I have some of these precious lawyers in the house because when you go to court, you have to know the, how far is the power of the court. One court cannot just decide Everything. Uh, they, they have limits 
to their jurisdiction. Some are courts, are judges in Louisiana, but some are federal judges. So what is the, the limit of what God is asking you to do when it comes to dominion? He says, have dominion over everything under the sea. Have dominion over everything that fly in the air. Have dominion over everything that creep on the ground. He's telling you the limit of your power. Then he said, have dominion over all the earth. Guess where we are? On earth. So you and I will have no reason whatsoever to fail. He gave us power to dominate. What does that word dominion means? It means that you govern this planet earth. It means that you rule, that you control, that you lead, and you manage the planet. If you can just get that in your mind, see, God made me to dominate. And you remember whether you're in West Point, whether you're in, in overseas, whether you are anywhere. You walk around with that mindset. If you can open my head, that's what, what leads me in what I do. We have a dominion mandate. If you don't have that kind of mindset, you'll be average. If you don't think like God wants you to think, you'll be serving somebody. But he made you to be the head. <laughs> so you got to see yourself as God sees you. So the question is, then how do I dominate? How do I exercise this dominion? The mandates that God gives you. He told you exactly how. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. He said, this is how you do it. Number one, be fruitful. Number two, multiply. He said, number three, replenish the earth. Number four, subdue the earth. He's not just talking to you graduates. Every one of us here. Every day you are to wake up with the intention to be fruitful. To multiply. To replenish the earth and subdue the earth. So what does it mean to be fruitful? I'm glad you asked. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the problems in the church, when they think of the word fruitful, they think of you making babies. You see how small-minded these people are? But that's not what God is talking about. To be fruitful means to produce, to be productive in every area of your life. 
Let me forewarn you, you cannot be fruitful unless you are seedful. Are you listening to me? In order for you to have fruits, you have to have seed in the ground. Many people, they cut off their own success because they never put no seed in the ground. Now you understand why God said, if you give, it shall be given to you. So the first thing is saying, in order for you to dominate, you've got to be fruitful. Ladies and gentlemen, poverty is really the absence of production. You show me somebody that is poor, I will show you somebody who ignored God is not productive. You cannot be productive in life and stay poor. God, let me, let me show you how God works. You see, God, you see, on this stage I'm standing here, this floor here is made of woods. God never gives Zion Hill a stage. He hides this stage in a tree. So somebody, you need a furniture, God will never come to your house and give you a furniture. You will never meet anybody that say, and the angels deliver some furniture. What he did is to give you trees, and then you have to use those trees and produce your furniture. The same thing with anything. You see, I'm wearing some shoes here. Uh, it's probably made from cow skin. But God never come and give me a shoe. But he made the cows. Then you can use the cow to make your shoes. We are in the process of building a building for young people. Guess what? God never will give you a big building. But he gives you dirt. And then you have to go and use that dirt to produce a building. Tell your neighbor, produce. That's what he meant by being fruitful. We have all kinds of talents here. I was listening to our young people, and I'm saying to myself, wow. Look at God. Those gifting, male and female, young and old, if you were turning around and be productive, you'd be a success story. That's what he meant by being fruitful. Notice something else he said. He said multiply. Multiply simply means reproduce what you produce. McDonald made Big Mac. But guess what they do to it? They reproduce. Only God, they're probably making millions of Big Mac every day. Because what you don't reproduce would eventually die. If all you got is one, eventually you're going to lose that. So it's not enough 
to be productive, you have to also reproduce what you produce. My wife and I, we were tickled when we went to Africa, and it's time to eat, and they took us to Domino Pizza in the middle of the jungle. Guess what they did? They planted it here in America, and then they start to reproduce. Now they are everywhere. God expects us to not only be productive, but to reproduce. And then he said, replenish the earth. To replenish means that you distribute what you got. Just like I'm preaching to you now, but don't be fooled, I'm not just preaching to you. There's a whole lot of other people. We, we, we make sure after we produce here, then we distribute this summer. Somebody's watching you right now in China, in India, in Africa. Guess what? Because we distribute what we produce here. You watch the worship team. They were dancing. They were singing. Everything they are doing, that's a production. We are producing something. But we're not just going to leave it within these four, four walls. We're going to distribute it. When I go to KLB, guess what they do? They take what I say on television and take it to five, six parishes. When I go to London, England, guess what they do? They take what I say and put it into 39 million households. You see? So God said, you want to succeed? Number one, be fruitful. Produce something. Number two, multiply. Meaning whatever you produce, reproduce it. Make many of it. And number three says, replenish, distribute what you got all over the place. And finally say, subdue the earth. To subdue means take charge. If you're going to play basketball, don't just be another player. Be the best you control the games. You all remember Michael Jordan? When Michael stepped in the court, many people travel for miles and miles just to watch Michael. The ball obey him. The referee obey him. The teammate obey him. <laughs> That's how you subdue. You rule. You dominate. You be the best in your field. I was in a program not too long ago. I ran into a former judge. Her name is Ray Swint. She may see this. And you know what she told me? Ever since you retired, we've never found any lawyer in your field as good as you. 
Subdued. Take over. Don't just be a choir. Be the best choir God ever. You can win. Every one of us are made to win. When God made you, he has success in mind. He said, have dominion. Be fruitful. Multiply. He said, replenish the whole earth. Subdue it. So how do you do it? I'm going to give you tips on how to do it and let you go. Number one, you have to be spiritually wealthy. Are you listening to me? If you're good, but you are not spiritually wealthy, you won't last. There are many people who are filthy rich, who are great success, but they are miserable. You know, God said this concerning them, they are not rich towards God. That's Luke chapter 12, verse 21. If you succeed in life, but you are not rich towards God, you are the poorest man ever lived. You know what I'm trying to tell you, graduates? You must include God in your program. Whether you are in Texas, whether you're in New York, whether you're in Timbuktu, whether you're in Europe, without God, you're the poorest person. Are you listening to me? You have to be rich towards God. Have you ever seen people who are billionaires and they're depressed? They've got everything they need in life. But yet they're depressed. Right. The one thing that is missing, no God. Say I got it. You have to be rich towards God. Ladies and gentlemen, the second thing you need to do to dominate this planet Earth you have to have what we call solical wealth. The word solical is from the word soul. Have you ever considered God saying, what good if you gain the whole world, but you lose your soul? So you have, your soul must be wealthy. While everybody is freaking out if your soul is wealthy. If your soul is anchored in the Lord, you will never go wrong. Your soul, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about your mind, your intellect, your emotion, your feelings. That's all part of your soul. And you have to be rich. Your soul must be rich. By the way, when you go to school, I have uh, Dr. Brown here. Dr. Brown is a professor over there at, the, at the university. He's a member of your church. See, what those professors do, they are, 
They're working with your mind. They're developing your soul to be rich in your soul. When you come here today and you say, I graduated from Peabody, I graduated from Bolton, or wherever you graduated from, you are saying, Brother Pastor, I've been enriching my soul, my intellect. God gave you all. God gave all of us brain. But guess what he did? When he gave you a brain, it's blank. There's nothing in it. It's just a blank, like a hard drive on a computer. Then it's up to you. What you going to download on that blank brain? You know what is so sad, though? Some people go through life and put nothing on it. And they're just as dumb as a dumbbell. Some people, all they put in that brain is just gossip. They can tell you the latest gossip. They know everything going on. They know how many people is in jail right now. They know why all of them are in jail. They know their mama. They know their daddy. They know who arrested them. Just think about it. Why will God give you a fresh brain and you're putting mess in it? One of the things that I rejoice so much about this church is to see so many of you. When you see all those people standing here, it takes years. Years. Guess what they're doing all those years? They're downloading. It's called learning. They go to school and they learn something. And they learn something. And they learn something. Think about it. Of what good if you have a billion dollars but you have no brain to manage it? And if you don't have no brain, somebody will take it from you. So, your brain is part of your soul. Remember I told you the soul consists of your mind, your intellect, your brain, your emotion. So you have to develop it. I have a saying in my own house. I would say, don't, come, don't ask me dumb questions. Use your brain. Don't come to me. You want me to use my brain to tell you and you got a fresh brain, your brain is even fresher than mine. God is my witness. My children never come to me for dumb stuff. Because they know I'm not going to answer them. Because I know God gives you brain. And I know your brain is sharp. So all I have to do is remind them, use your brain. Use what you got. And amazingly, they'll come back and tell me the answer to the question they were asking me. So the problem with many Christians, we don't recognize what we got. And many times we don't use what we got. The Bible said it this way. This is one of the disciples writing. His name is John. In 3 John, verse 2, it says, Beloved, I wish above all things. 
that you prosper and be of good health. Then he told you how. You say, by developing your soul. Intellectual development. Put that brain to work. Read. Exercise that brain. Develop your intellect. And you become good at what you do. And then when you begin to use what you got, you become a star in your own field. I, one of my students, his name is KB. When I heard today, somebody is going overseas to play. Can I be honest with you? Because I happen to be KB's teacher. I know how much he's making. That number flashed through my head. And he's a member of your church. We've had people here, NBA player, right in your church. Listen to me. Don't just be a member. Win. You are made to dominate. There's no any other thing besides you being dominant in your field. And God of heaven is waiting on you and me to step up and leave his promise. He said, be fruitful. Multiply. Replenish. Subdue. He's talking about you and me. How do you do it? Number one, make sure you are spiritually wealthy. Number two, make sure your soul is wealthy. Number three, make sure you are physically wealthy. Are you listening to me? Of what good if you have billions of dollars but your body break down? You are the poorest man on earth. You remember a gentleman by the name Steve Job? Steve Job invented the Apple computer. He has so much wealth. Blessed. But then he had pancreatic cancer. All those millions and billions of dollars could not help him. Some years ago in this church, we started a physical exercise and asked people to come to the gym, exercise, do, do something so you can live long. We started out good and then it died out. You know what is missing? Because we have not fully understand that it's not enough just to go to school. You have to make sure physically you're wealthy. What you eat is important. How much time you spend exercising is important. How much sleep you get. I feel like I'm preaching to me now. 
you have to make sure that physically you're wealthy. Say, I got it. Also, you have to be socially wealthy. If you got all these degrees, but your relationship is horrible, you are the poorest man God ever made. That means you have to be careful who you choose for friends. That means you have to be careful who you choose for spouse. If you have a PhD or a master's degree and you marry a bum, you are the poorest person that God ever made. And then he gave you and made the choice. People will say marriage made in heaven. Don't believe them. They're lying. You choose your own husband. You choose your own wife. So socially, how you relate to people, man. You show me your friend, I can show you your future. Why would you choose to be a friend to somebody that brings nothing to the table? Just think about it. Why? Why? I'm scratching my head. Why would you knowingly make that kind of decision? Ladies and gentlemen, we need to make sure that physically we are wealthy. Amen. Would you believe this blows my mind as a theologian? There's a whole section of the Bible. You probably don't hear it too many often in the Bible, uh, in the churches, but there's a whole section of the Bible where God spell out food for you to eat. Where God make a list of things you shouldn't eat. You know why he's saying that? Because your health is important to him. He knows if you get degrees, but physically, you're not wealthy. He knows you're in trouble. You know my desire for this church? Do you know why we had a vision to have a gym? Have you ever thought about, Pastor, why do we have a workout room? By the way, that many people never use. Some people don't even know we have a workout room. Are you listening to me? That's why he said, Beloved, I wish above all that you prosper and what else? Be in good health. He knows your health is going to be important. In addition to your degrees, in addition to all the opportunities of life, you will need good health. Another thing that you need, ladies and gentlemen, is influence. There's some kind of wealth that we call influence. What does that mean? Your name must be good on earth. Amen. Amen. It is very, very important 
that you develop good character, integrity, good names. Let me tell you how this thing works. Uh, one day not too long ago, Brother Terrence and I, we were just hanging out. So I, I said, son, take me to the bank. And then we got to the bank. I was trying to do a basic transaction. They said, where's your ID? You remember that? And of course, I was shocked. I said, this is Joshua Dara. <laughs> I mean, that's what's honestly speaking. And I, I got a witness. It's impossible. You know why I think like that? It's not because I'm arrogant, but I have a name. I have a, a, a level of influence. I didn't expect anybody to ask me that kind of question. And why he, he said, I'm sorry, sir, is the policy of the bank. That if you're going to do this kind of transaction, you have to present your ID. He said, I'm just obeying the policy. And while he was running his mouth, some lady said, ah, that's Pastor Darren. All of a sudden, rules suspended. <laughs> God is my witness. My son in the Lord was right with, in fact, he was the one driving the car. You know what I'm trying to tell you? Please forgive me. Sometimes my star is too blunt. But I love people. I want people to succeed in this life. You'll be amazed how much you can get done in this community if you just say you're a member of Zion Hill. You know why? Because this church has a name, has a level of influence, has recognition. Do you have a good name? The Bible says a good name is far better than your degrees. Is better than precious. Please, I'm begging you, cultivate a good name. Protect your good names. Work extra hard. If all you got is a is a diploma, but you have no character. If all you got is that I went to the best high school in town. but you have no integrity. You're not going to go too far. You have to be wealthy by influence. I'll tell you another thing. You need to be wealthy in what we call community wealth. What did I call it? Community wealth is what you do for others. If you if all you do is for you, you are the poorest man that God ever made. Community wealth is what you do to help others. Jesus said, when you do it for one of these, you've done it for me. Can I be honest with you? Yesterday I was uh, my chairman and I Minister Terrence, and we went out of town to somewhere to attend a home going. Mm-hmm. True story. 
That's why I, I, I've been giving you names. These things are real. These are not just theories. We are living it. And guess what? That homegoing lasted almost three hours. Don't tell anybody. I was almost going to sleep. No, you, you were there, son. We, I mean, what you see is what you do. I'm very real. You know why? Because people are getting up to say, this is what she did. This is what she did. This is what she did. Your community wealth is the most important in your funeral. In your funeral, nobody's going to talk about how big a house you live or how big the size of your car. What they want to do, like Dorcas, I don't have time to be preaching the whole Bible today. When Dorcas dropped dead, God had to revive her. Too many people were showing up. She did this for me. She did this for me. She, you see this clothes? She gave it to me. You see, when I was hungry, she fed me. God have to say, look, let's, let's bring her back up. If you don't have community work, I'm warning you, your funeral will be so short. Because nobody has anything to say. Not even the preacher. In first time, graduates to develop community wealth. You're going to need it. Life is not about what you save. It's about what you give. He said, when you give, it shall be given to you. Good measure. Press down. Shaking together. Your car running over. Men and women. I'm teaching you how to succeed in life. Thank you. You see, many people, they already turned me off because they're used to being a failure. Many people, they've made up their mind. I'll just work for the other guy for the rest of my life. But the other guy you're working for was birthed by a woman just like your own mama. You have the same anointing the same opportunity. But you have to keep those things in mind. Number one, be fruitful. Number two, multiply. Somebody's listening. Number three, replenish the earth. See, I can, I can just look you in the face and be saying this all day. Number four, subdue the earth. Brother Pastor, how would, how would I do that? I said, number one, make sure you are spiritually wealthy. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all his righteousness. All this other stuff. It will come. All this other stuff will flow freely and hinder in your life. I say also, prosper your soul. Develop yourself intellectually. Somebody said, if you want to hide something from us, just put it in a book. What an insult. Develop your soul. Intellectual curiosity. Intellectual development. So that when you open your mouth, nothing but wisdom. You, do you remember my homeboy, uh, Solomon? 
God told him, true story. God told Solomon, ask me for anything. Solomon is a wise dude. Notice he didn't ask for money. Notice I've been preaching to you now for almost 30 minutes. I never mentioned money. What you need, many times it's not money, is who you know. Jesus practices. You know what Jesus was doing? Let me try this side out. You know what Jesus was doing? Jesus surrounded himself with people who has wealth. Luke was a medical doctor. Matthew was loaded. You heard about Mary? Mary Magdalene? When sister got show up with an alabaster box? Who do you know? Who know you? God is my witness. It don't matter where I went. If I walked in, the atmosphere changed. Where does that come from? And I can't even speak English as good as you. Cultivate your name. You need to be influential and wealthy in your field. Uh, some of my children are here. If they need something, just their name alone will get them in the door. I want that for every one of my members. Every one of you. From, from the pulpit, the choir stand, everywhere. They may not like you, but they have to respect you. Because you are spiritually wealthy. Because your soul is wealthy. Because you are physically wealthy. If you are physically wealthy, and I am physically wealthy, do you know what that means? We will have less funeral in this house. Forgive me for being practical. I'm not putting any church down. You will see, every time people call me, why you have so many funerals? People die so much in your church. I say, no, the devil is alive. I say, we are just letting them use a building. Physically, you ought to be wealthy. Community wealth is important. So that when what you do for others, it will count. Ladies and gentlemen, let me say this in conclusion before I get slapped. Uh, you also need to have what I call generational wealth. This is how you dominate. The Bible says, a good man leaves an inheritance not only to his children, but his children's children. If you die and everything die with you, you are the poorest man on earth. Don't leave your children with debt. Leave them with blessing and not a curse. 
leave them with assets and no liabilities. Put things apart, aside for their children's children. Are you listening to me? I've got to stop because my wife, everybody stand. How you all doing? You all right? I want us to pray. Thank you, Lord. If you're here and you want a covenant with God, and say, Lord, I, I hear what you want me to do. Here am I. Send me. Here am I. Use me. Will you believe some people are scared to be successful? But if in your heart, God is in the business of blessing people. If in your heart you say, I just want to be available to be used by God. And you notice some areas that you can improve on. Be honest with God. Maybe you need to, to read more. Intellectual, your soul. Maybe you need to be more careful in who you choose as friend, relationship. Maybe you need to do better in your spirit man, spiritually. Maybe you want to do better in your community wealth. Maybe you want to leave a generational legacy for your children your children. I don't know your situation. When I was preaching to you today, the Holy Spirit tells me, well, as I'm preaching, areas that I can do better for my own sake. Physical wealth is that area. Why are you telling you my business? Because I'm like, I'm a public figure. I live in a glass cup. I don't mind for you to learn from my own mistake. It takes humility to do that. But don't hear the truth and ignore it. If you're here, you need prayer. In any of those areas. Or you want a covenant with God. Say, Lord, use me in this area. Find your way to the altar. You want to pray before we leave. Somebody else is coming. Dominion mandates. Lord, I thank you. Solomon said, I don't need money. What I need is wisdom. He said, I need knowledge. I need understanding. Because Solomon understands what I'm teaching you today. He said, forget money. If I have knowledge, I have everything. If I have understanding, you know, knowledge is information. That's what he asked for. Understanding is comprehension. You can come to class and still don't comprehend what the teacher said. Wisdom is application of what you know. He said, you give me that, I'll be alright. Then God turned around God said, because you are smart enough to know what is more important. He said, I will add to it 
All this other stuff. I'm believing God for a church. I said it 26 years ago. I told the church, it's fixing to rain. That was my sermon to them. 26 years ago. I said, I want people to come to this side of Jordan and say, what is the secret of these people? What are they doing? Are they selling drugs or something? No. The blessing of the Lord will make you rich and add no salt. Hallelujah. Hold somebody head next to you. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we are, we are grateful. Grateful, grateful, grateful. Thank you for the word of God. All of us here, from the pulpit to the pews, we have areas of our life that we can develop a godly wealth. Somebody is here saying, Lord, I want to do better spiritually. I want to put you first. I want to seek first your kingdom. Somebody here is saying, I'm here to use my, my brain, my intellectual. Learn something, read something. Somebody here is I'm going back to school. If all these young people could do it, I can do it also. Somebody says, I need to develop influential wealth. I need to cultivate my name and do better. Somebody is here, I want to help somebody. Lord, use me to be a channel of blessing to somebody. Somebody is here saying, I've got a business. Lord, touch it. If you bless my business, you're the one who gives seed to sowers. I know you can bless me. Somebody is here believing God for generational wealth. Say, Lord, I want to leave a legacy, not just for my children, but for my children's children. Whatever are the desires of your children today, I pray, oh God, that you will remember your word. Honor them with your anointing. Honor them with your power. Glorify yourself in their lives. Lord, I thank you that this house shall be full of blessed people. I thank you that miracles, signs, and wonder will follow them that believe in this house. Whatever is missing, I pray, oh God, that you will make it right. Thank you for the healing that is taking place right now. Thank you for all of our graduates. Eyes have not seen it. Ears have not heard it. It's not been conceived in the hearts of men. What you God has in stock for your people. We receive it by faith. Miracles after miracles. It is so. In Jesus name. Open your mouth. Shout amen. amen. Come on. Come on. Receive. Open your mouth. Shout amen. amen. It is so. God bless you. This concludes our worship experience today.
we want to thank all of you. Before we do the benediction, please let me extend an invitation to anyone who has come today to be a part of this ministry. After the benediction, will you please come to the altar to visit with the pastor and his wife. And now may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit, I pray that you will abide with every one of us. I pray that your grace and mercy will be fully operational in our homes, in our family. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. New members, come forward. New believers, come forward.